Good morning. Did you know that the most important thing about you is that God loves you? He loved you to the cross and back. And part of his great love is that he gives you a life that matters. You never have to wonder, do I matter? Do I count? You are number one in God's book. And he gives you opportunities every day to live a life beyond yourself. I like to call it a legacy life. This is Sue Donaldson. As you listen today, ask God, show me how to spend today investing in people and your word, because both last forever. There's no better way to live. Hi, today I get to reintroduce you to my uh, dear friend in Texas, Mitzi Neely. Someone said to me once, of course, her name is Mitzi. She's from Texas. I didn't know that was a Texas name or a Southern name. But she is a delight. We met at She Speaks in 2016. She's been on my podcast once before talking about uh, the legacy that she is currently leaving. And I just think it's so great. So go back and listen to that. I'll put it in show notes. Mitzi, I asked Mitzi on particularly today because it's so close to Christmas. And Mitzi has such a heart for hospitality and for people and for her family and for food. And food can be such a big connection at the holidays. Would you agree, dear Mitzi? Yes, yes, I would. In fact, that's one of the reasons I probably when I named my my cookbook a year ago, it debuted a year ago this month. And it's ZZ's Kitchen where hearts gather in Mm. faithful fellowship. Mm. And it was just about we we've probably many of us have have known uh, growing up and as we've established our homes as marrieds etc and had our children that the kitchen we always hear the kitchen is the hub the kitchen is the centerpiece of the family activity and what better way to do that than uh, uh, being in a in a room filled with not just a uh, people that love one another but the foods that they love too and and my uh, my husband I call him my sweet man when I write about him he um he loves food and so you can imagine working 10 or 11 months on a cookbook and all the recipes that I tried and he got to uh he got to sample them all and critique them all I see uh, many of them he'd had many times before but yeah He's pretty cute about that, but it's just that love of kitchen and love of family and love of food and love of fellowship and it being um, centered around good conversation and uh, genuine and authentic and relevant and kindness and and joy. And I caught myself making some notes for you today and several times where it said, you know, what we what we aspire when we aspire to be like Jesus and when we um, aspire to to carry out what he wants for us uh, no matter what words I use joy kindness love gratitude etc I equate that to the fruit of the spirit Hmm. so I just you know God is in all of this and it's how he wants us to use it And uh, so I love thinking about Brother Lawrence, I think, who said, you know, doing dishes to the glory of God was the same as, you know, anything else that we consider more spiritual. And I think we're talking to the choir here because a lot of moms and mothers listen to this podcast. And we need to be encouraged, Mitzi, that what we're doing counts, that when we make one more peanut butter and jelly sandwich for a kid's lunch, it counts. My kids laugh now about 
the lunches they were raised on because I wasn't particularly healthy. But of course, they survived because they're now young adults. So Mitzi, tell me uh, about your family briefly, and then uh, your ministry that you're retired now, but what you retired from and what you're working on right now. And then we're going to ask you some good uh, Christmas tradition questions. Uh, well, uh, I have been married to uh, Jerry uh, for um, 41 and a half years. And uh, when I married him, I uh, gained two uh, little boys, his step stepchildren, stepsons. And so they are obviously grown and, and have wives and grandchildren. So we have that set of grandchildren. And then Jerry and I have one daughter, Allison, and she is married to Kyle. And we have two grandbabies, Neely and Kyson. And uh, so we spend a, a good bit of time with them. And uh, every week I see uh, the littles, I see the littles and so get to be with them. And uh, so that's probably my, uh, you know, if we talk about greatest accomplishments, it's going to be uh, our marriage and our, our family. And uh, you won't ever really hear even somebody say, oh, that must be your greatest thing at work or whatever. It was never really about anything that I did. It was always about my students or, you know, in this case, my family and then my, my kids. Mm -hmm. And so I just retired from uh, Texas public schools uh, after 41 years. I retired June the 30th and I didn't stay out very long before I came back half time to cool. do some time work for them. I and didn't know so that. I, I am. I'm doing some part time work for them. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of what I've been doing, but uh, anyway, just half the number of hours, which works because that gives me time with my family and my, my children and my grandbabies. So uh, we're having a great time uh, about, uh, well, 2014, I created uh, Peacefully Imperfect ministries. Mm. And uh, the the real basis of that was just to be encouraging to reach out to uh, women across the generations. And that's been a gift that uh, God has been able to uh, really he's bestowed upon me is whether it's uh, young to old, that I uh, can relate very well to people. And um, the size of the, the person or the age of the person is not intimidating to me. Um, I just uh, uh, embrace that and uh, think that's important. And so mostly God just wanted me to reach out to be encouraging. There is so much negative in this world. And um, I just live by, I really am a joy kind of girl. Mm -hmm. uh, at school, we started a couple of years ago, um, my superintendent talked about be the bean. You've got to be the bean, the coffee bean. That's the positive in the group. And I just went to him and told him, I said, I am already the bean. <laughs> Not something I have to, I have to Work go on. learn. I don't have to work on that. And mm -hmm. God just equipped me that way. So um, that doesn't mean that I don't uh, uh, struggle with a situation occasionally or uh I can get down or easily discouraged about something, but I just have to remember I can go to prayer. I, you know, I can pray about it. I can get my, I always told my daughter, pick yourself up by your bootstraps and let's roll. And that that's what I do. So, um, but that's what I do. And Peacefully Imperfect uh, has been going on now uh, since then, 2014. And then a year ago, I launched ZZ's Kitchen. Now, why ZZ? Because I'm Zizi. That's my grandmother name uh, to the two littles. I Mitzi and we took the ZI and so we made it Zizi's. Oh, and cute. so I did it for the grands and then uh, it just 
was a great name for the cookbook yes. and so the branding and it became Susie's Kitchen. So okay. um, we did that about a year ago. So it's, it's going well. And um, so aren't you also writing for Sweet to the Soul or journal, did, piece, some faith, faith journal? Faith. Yes. Sweet to the Soul Faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been involved in uh, four issues of that. And I think there's one, at least one more issue coming for now. Um, and I've actually, uh, kind of uh, managed uh, all of those uh, pieces of pulling everything together, the content. And I did some writing and I did all of the food and hospitality section and invited people in to help with that. So that's been a sweet blessing and and a privilege to be a part of that uh, particular uh, ministry. So, yes. Okay. And at the end, remind me to tell the group about my audience about um, your next thing coming out. Or yes. will have been out by the time we publish this. Yes. But let's go into Christmas traditions. Um, I had four questions I uh, sent to Mitzi that we could discuss today. And um, you may, you, my listeners, may not have a lot of fun or loving Christmas traditional memories, but we can always start every Christmas with a new slate the way I look at it, because sometimes there's a lot of pain having to do with um, a holiday for whatever reason, many different reasons, but we can always start a new tradition that perhaps is a fresh start. And so when we uh, share our traditions with each other, um, hopefully maybe you who are listening will think of one thing that you can gain from this podcast today that you can start with your own family. The first category is a tradition that reflects God's glory. Now, you know, the angels came and reflected God's glory on that cold wintry night um, when Jesus was born. So it's all about reflecting God's glory. What do you have for us today that we could start a tradition that would reflect God's glory? You know, we, um, for as long as I can remember, it's been about the Christmas story. And um, it, it's not just we use the Bible, it, the Bible story itself. And then uh, along the way, there's been a children's book or two that we've mm-hmm. been able to to pull into that that um, helped uh, just convey that message even more fully, but maybe through a child's eyes. So it is that um, typically um you know, the uh, Advent wreath. And um, in some religions might say, oh, that's more of this, whatever, you know, maybe this group of people do this, but uh, I I am a Baptist uh, uh, and a Baptist girl. And some people say, oh, well, we, you know, we don't really do the Advent wreath. At my home, we do the Advent wreath. There we go. That's important. That's what's important to me. And each week is it honors a different piece of of God's story. Mm-hmm. And so, and I do a special piece on that at Christmas during the holidays for my my readers um, is about uh, is about Advent, whether it's mm-hmm. the wreath or the candles or you know the 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 um, uh, peace or whatever it is. We're gonna we're going to. Uh, make that a part of what we're doing, integrate that. And so, and we always thought we did a, a, a good job with our own daughter of, um, yes, we could celebrate the Santa part of things and the parades and the gift giving and that kind of thing. But she always knew the the whole story was about, was about baby Jesus. That was mm. about the, the, the newborn son had, you know, it, it, 
was uh, the way the way uh, for us to follow and to go, and that was God's next step. So we felt like we did a, a really a good job of raising her. Where yes, there are some secular things there, there are there, but it was about it was about Jesus Christ, all mm-hmm. of it, and to this day, it is that way. And the the great thing about Advent, I was raised Baptist too, so we didn't do Advent, but I'm sure my mom would have loved it if we if she had been introduced to it. And so we did it uh, with our kids as well. Uh, and I think the thing about Advent that's good for us as adults is that it keeps Jesus front and center because I can be just as distracted from the real meaning of Christmas as my as a three year old. Yes. And um, and so I need it. So I would suggest or recommend yes. anyone listening today who and has that's really why Advent, we do it. Excuse me. Go ahead. Anyway, so there was so that's why we do it. Yeah, exactly. And we and it's still good to do it even with the kids not at home because I need that reminder. Um, And there's so many good Advent books out. Max Lucado has one. Tim Keller has one. Ruth Chow Simmons uh, was just just sent me hers. So to start, um, even if it's just um, you're you're a week late now, it doesn't matter. To start where you are, light a candle, even if you live by yourself in an apartment, light a candle, read a scripture verse, and put your mind on the true meaning of Christmas. I was thinking about, I would answer these questions as well, Mitzi, as we go along. And the first thing that I thought of to a tradition to bring to reflect God's glory for me, for my family and for me would be to remain at peace and flexible with unwanted or unexpected changes. I think that when we um, don't do our usual fly off the top of our, fly off the handle when things don't go the way we expect, I think that can reflect peace on earth, goodwill towards our children and husbands and neighbors more than anything else, perhaps. And so if that's something that uh, you listeners are struggle with, with having peace, um, ask Jesus about that today, and that could be your best way to reflect God's glory. Because after all, we're followers of Christ. He brought us peace on earth, and yet we can be the most uh, frazzled people around, which is kind of too bad, isn't it? So what's another Christmas tradition this time to help families focus on Jesus? You kind of said it already as far as Advent, but was there something else you wanted to add? We, uh, when it comes to the gift giving part, so that, and with my parents started this when we were little, my sister and I, is that we could, we could ask for three things. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand that as a little girl, but as we got older, and it was about the, the wise men and the three gifts oh. that they brought to baby Jesus. Oh, how so cute. There were three, three gifts. And so, you know, as a child, you're thinking, how do I get, how do I get the list down to three things? Yeah. Exactly. Um, you you learn that, and you learn what's most important. And um, it's not about you know it's really not about the stalking and the Santa visit so much as um, what are what are three things that you've really had to put your mind and heart into, uh, and they don't have to be big things. They were just that was a representation of you know you're not going to get 25 things here. Here's your here's your main three. Here are the big mm-hmm. three. Hmm. And so we always, we were, did that with our daughter as well. So and, cute. Uh, that way we can, we can once again, work Jesus into this, into the story. Because I he's think, my, I he's think my, my kid, 
my kids must have thought there were 16 kings that came to the baby Jesus, but it's so cute. We do a spreadsheet for the Donaldson gifts and we include a single mom and her daughter every year. So they're on the spreadsheet. That's why we know they're officially part of the Donaldson family at the holidays. And this year, Bonnie um, has bought a house. And so she is low on funds. She had to just pay her first house taxes, (laughs) property taxes. So she goes, mom, I don't think we can do as big a Christmas. I go, honey, tell me about it. Uh, you know, when eggs are up and gas is up to $7 a gallon, at least here in California, uh, we don't mind doing a smaller Christmas. So she sent out the Google Doc last week with the words, um, we're going to do a smaller Christmas. Let's try to do some handmade gifts. Let's try to do more at the Goodwill or the, or the thrift shop. And everybody was rejoicing. So it's kind of funny. So I'm going to share this story. With That's you. awesome. That's Three awesome. Kings. Yeah, it's so great. Yes. One thing we do to focus on Jesus, and this is really from my own parents who really didn't talk about their faith that much openly with us. They were just faithful and took us to church and were involved in church. But as far as discussing it, that was, yeah. you know, but every Christmas, uh, I'm not sure when it started. I think I, I may have gone off to Bible college and come back and told dad to do this. No, I think it was earlier before that, that uh, my dad would read the Christmas story from Luke 2. Um, before we entered the living room with all the lights, because he always took big pictures of us, movie movies with the big lights up, um, as we walked in getting our stockings. And so that helped us. We were not really interested in hearing the Christmas story right then. We were interested in, you know, mom, hurry up, finish your coffee so we can go in. Because she would always make Stalin, and no one likes Stalin because of dried fruit. But she thought that was a good tradition because she knew German friends in Wisconsin and she was going to make her Stalin. So we would have the Stalin and then dad would read the Christmas story and then we would go to what we liked the best, which were more than three kings. So um, we do that now. We have pictures of the girls passing the Bible back and forth and and reading uh, the Christmas story from Luke 2. I remember one year, um, I think it may, may have been the New Living or the message we had dad read from it, and he didn't like it because he was used to the New King James, you know. So whatever you're comfortable in, it just brings our mind to the Word of God, which yes. promises not to return void. So that helped helps, continues to help our children focus on uh, Jesus during the holidays. Okay, third, how can a tradition develop community? You know, I think um, oftentimes it's about uh, this is our opportunity to uh, give, to reach out and do for. Uh, One of the things that uh, my own family has done for many, many years and continues to do, and now our, you know, our churches do it, et cetera, is uh, Operation Christmas Child. And so we, we, there are many of us who uh, take a big part in that. There are times uh, in my adult life as a as a young mom and a and a, our daughter that we uh, worked uh, maybe uh, food the food pantries and uh, our city has a huge uh, Thanksgiving uh, food drive where many volunteers it takes to put that together for Thanksgiving and Christmas and we've been a part of that in past years it's it's really about the spirit of giving and when you talk about the prices you know our groceries in in many cases have you know we're seeing a 60 and 70 percent increase and then you talk about fuel whether whatever part of the country you're in it's it's high for your region of the country True. and now people are having to pull back and it's what now what and so we I think it's important just to remember 
to give what you can can give, but do it out of a, a spirit of generosity because, you know, uh, Christ was the the ultimate giver. God was the ultimate giver in giving his son. And just the spirit of generosity is huge. So finding that uh, uh, situation at home or that, that uh, area that's a deep belief for your family, something that you can contribute to, give to, but also your churches and uh, your community uh, that you can uh, give to others and help help those who, who need that helping hand. Mm. And that's, that's Jesus. Uh, what do you define spirit of generosity? I mean, someone who has a lot of resources can give a lot more than someone else, but yes. they may not have the spirit of generosity. So how would you define that? I think it's just what's in your heart and what you're what you're what you're willing to give. I mean, we have a perfect example in the in the Bible where where you know the the woman gives her her pennies, her her the 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 smallest amount that we could see there, and yet it's all that she has, mm. and she's willing to give that, and and Christ rewarded her for that. Yeah. Um, it's just, uh, it's just your heart. You whether and it's like your daughter said. You know, if it's handmade, if it's you know, is it did it come from someplace else? Is it recycled? Is it been made new again? Whatever, mm -hmm. it still works. It still works, and so I think it's that it's it's your heart, it's your heart, your spirit of generosity, just your willingness to to give to help others, uh, to help make others' lives better. Mm -hmm. It's almost like when I hold back something that I could give, I'm holding it back because I'm not trusting God to take care of my needs. Mm -hmm. And so that would be one way also to um, really lay our hearts before the Lord, I think, at this season of giving and say, Lord, what is it that I'm holding back from you that you want me to give you and to someone else? And I love it that you said, about recycled things called made new again, because that's really who we are. We're made new again through the death, life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So we could even say that when we hand the present, which reminds me of when my um, oldest brother, he was the black sheep of our family and he got saved miraculously. Well, I guess all of our salvations are miraculous, but his seemed to be more miraculous than others. At 20, age 27, and we weren't quite sure how to talk to him about it once he came back. And when his first Christmas back with us after he got saved, uh, we weren't sure what to say, but I we, we weren't sure how, if it took or whatever until he handed a gift to my little sister. And on the gift tag, it said to Lori on his birthday. And we all went, there was a breathe a sigh of relief because he understood. Uh, salvation through God's son alone. And wow, you know, we almost, I, I don't even know if he remembers that, but I'm going to remind him to listen to this podcast so that he will, he will remember. Um, I think that's so great. One thing um, that our giving a, a gift of generosity can come from is using our homes. And I know that you do that on a regular basis. I, our giving, sometimes our giving can come out of a hard thing. And for me, a hard thing when my husband's a medical doctor and when we were first married, in fact, it's still true often, he was on call, which meant we couldn't go home. And going home was what Christmas was all about for me. And I felt like the ultimate pity party. Let me tell you, I remember one Christmas day, of course, it was sunny because it was California. And I'm sitting out on the front curb uh, with my um, toddler because I only had one kid at the time and 
Mark was off at the hospital. And I thought, this really sucks. And I didn't use that word at that time. Um, but that's how it felt. And I felt so sorry for myself. And as the kids got older, I thought, this is not good for them. They need to be around other people as well. And so the Lord gave me this. It must be from the Lord because we didn't do it. I don't even remember what year we started, but I found two other families in our church that did not have extended family in town. And we're kind of far away from big towns. San Luis Obispo is in the middle of LA and San Francisco. So it's even expensive to fly in. And so um, I invited these two families to come on Christmas Eve uh, for a soup and bread potluck. And one also was a doctor's family, same idea. And they still come. And it's been, I don't know, 15 years. And we've had up to 50 people come because you don't have to worry about the food because everybody wants to bring a crock pot soup or a loaf of bread. And we sing happy birthday to Jesus. So people know they can come to the Donaldson's on Christmas Eve if they don't have another invitation. And it's kind of sad that people don't, but they don't, Mitzi. You know, people right. who are divorced, right. people who can't afford to go away for work reasons or whatever, or people who are uninvited from their own families. They can always find a place here at the Donaldson's. And my kids love it. And we may not see some of those people from year to year in between. But we know that the tradition is there. So that's how we have developed community. Okay, lastly, how do we display Christ to non-believers? You know, I said, uh, you know, he wants us to aspire to be like him. And one of the things that I think about, and part of it's because of the job that I've been in all these years, is that I know people are watching. And, you know, with social media the way it is, and it's in your face, pretty much. Let's just say it like it is. It's in your face. Mm -hmm. And I know that people, people are people everywhere are looking. There are people watching. And I have always, you know, thought about, you know, the care my character and integrity and my values and my morals and what I believe in and where I stand on things. And one of the things I think they're looking for is they are watching and waiting for how we react to things, how we respond to those things. You know, is it a difficult situation? Is it a tragic circumstance? You know, what do we do? Who do we turn to? And I, I am, you know, I, I fall far short of anywhere close it's what's called peacefully imperfect because <laughs> yeah, it's me too. my imperfections but i have to i have to know that regardless of the pain etc um there's jesus and you know one of the things you said earlier where we talked about the holidays and you know maybe even your listeners uh sometimes struggling to think about a, a, a really good uh, memory to savor is our, our mother uh, will be gone uh, four years this mm. Christmas Eve. Oh, that's tough. And somebody said to me day before yesterday, so every Christmas now, that's, that's what your, what part of your focus is. And it, it Christmas Eve, and I told her, I said, it'll be the rest of rest of my life mm. that, um, and she didn't intend for it to be like that sure. <laughs> and, because she had, she had been struggling and there had been some health issues, et cetera, but she didn't know Christmas Eve at, you know, 
five o'clock was going to be it, you know, and so right. I, I just have to move past that. But it's it's people go, how do you do that? One, I, I know where she is. She's, mm-hmm. she's dancing, the, you know, the streets of heaven with Jesus. Mm-hmm. I um, know that um, uh, she does not want us to be bogged down in that. She is uh she is with our dad and things are good, but I think people on the outside, they're always quick to criticism. They're quick to be, to hide behind a screen. They're, you know, they're always waiting for how we respond to something. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I just say that to, you know, that we've all got um, sadness and we've all got things that we're working through and he just, God just wants us to be strong. We're not perfect. We're going to fall down. We're going to, you know, we're going to pray about it. We're going to ask for forgiveness. We're going to repent. We're going to do that many times over. But I think the, without the modeling part for them to see that it's genuine and that it's authentic and that it's, it's relevant to who we are. Mm. And um, it's important to be supportive of, of, people. And that's what I said about the be kind, you know, the, 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 you know, what is it? Sprinkle kindness everywhere. That stuff is free. (laughs) And, and people, uh, people acknowledge that. And um, so I just think that's important, you know, working through our circumstances and to know who we rely on. Mm. Yes, we have the human side of things filled with wisdom and discernment and those, those good people that we have in our lives, godly people, but who do we have and who do we turn to? It's it's God. Right. So. Right. And even though we have to wait, yes, sometimes for our prayers to be answered yes. or that the, you know, we were meant for a better world. And to not say that in the flip way because you don't know what the person's struggling with, but just say, you know, it's hard for me too. I mean, maybe that's why the Lord had her pass into his presence on Christmas Eve, so that you not for you to carry a burden, but for you to carry, um, help carry the cross for someone else who is, uh, who doesn't know Jesus or who doesn't have that hope or faith that you do. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure it's always a time to buck up, you know, and, but it's a time to grieve alongside those who are grieving. And that might be the closest thing that they can ever get to God. And it would be one more step for them to know Jesus as their savior and hope as well. Um, one practical thing that I started doing when my kids were little was to host a neighborhood breakfast. And the first time I did it, my kids were little, it was pouring rain Boy, those were the days we don't have rain anymore, but, and I was a little stressed and I didn't really know my neighbors and they came and they said, why didn't you let us bring some of the food? Cause I did all the cooking, which made me in a bad mood. And so now I do it. Uh, and if people offer, I say, if you want to bring something, you can. And people always want to bring something. So uh, we have 90 homes in our um, neighborhood. I counted them one day and two are called sacks included. And um, and other people help me send out the invitation and people bring food. But we may only get 10 or 15. I've never had a huge group, but that kind of makes for better fellowship because it's smaller and some uh, relationships have begun from that. And God is interested in the one-on-one because that's when he can really get inside someone's heart. And so I would uh, suggest that um, always invite someone who likes to do the dishes too, because they help me. It can take me a week to get, to get um, 
you know, that my kitchen cleaned up. But let me tell you, one of the gals who always did my dishes, she always brought a fruit dish. She's passed away now. And um, so we had her her husband for Easter this last year. And it's it's kind of, and I still put food on his front door step. But, um, you know, these people don't necessarily know why we are the way we are, but uh, but hopefully they'll find out when they come inside our homes. Right. And I also asked them, if you're nervous about that, I asked, I put in the invitation to bring uh, one, uh, to share one Christmas tradition like we're doing now, or to share a tip for not having a stressful holiday. And boy, everybody loves to share their tip for not doing, like we don't do Christmas cards anymore, or we only give three gifts like the wise men, that would be a good one. Um, but to have something to talk about, because you know, I'm into conversation starters. In fact, I still, I, if there are any left, there's still a $5 off coupon on my conversation starter deck. If you want to look uh, on my shop, welcomeheart.com. Um, this has been such a delight, Missy. Would you share with us what uh, you have just published and what you want to give away for a giveaway this week to my listeners? Well, we have a we have a new, um, I call it a soft cover book. You might think it's got a little bit of a magazine flair to it, but it'll be published in the next two weeks. It's, it's in the final stretches and it's another ZZ's Kitchen uh, book. It's got some seasonal pieces to it. It's family activities. It's got some devotion. It's gratitude. Um, we've got some holiday things, but just some, just some good food and just, uh, you know, encouraging, um, uh, people everywhere just to invite uh, people to your table and, uh, the fellowship. And I, I, I call it faithful fellowship. And, uh, you know, I'm the same way about the Christmas season. In fact, one of the, uh, things that I'll include in this book and you actually also contributed to it. Oh, that's right. How to, how to simplify the season. Mm. And, um, you know, one of the things I talk about, I give them, there, there are about eight uh, steps for that, but you know, you don't have to do everything by yourself. You don't have mm -hmm. to, you know, it, it, ask for help, you know, put the, uh, put the Supergirl cape aside and reach out for those people that can help you. And God wants us to celebrate the joys of the season and not be mired. I call it down in the, the, the clay, you know, the, the muck and the clay, and he doesn't want us to do that. So this new soft cover book, it's just got some um, recipes for, gosh, you can do them anytime, but we've tried to just give you a lot of um, things that are easy and doable and weeknight things and how to, you know, make and take what's a great mm -hmm. make and take for the, for the mm -hmm. neighbor. Or a, I love know, that six, you know, or a shutty, mm -hmm. or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a little bit of a, a little bit of a different, uh, take from the original ZZ's Kitchen hardback, which can be bought on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And uh, by the way, I'm going to do this little plug because it's, we're in our, uh, just finished our fifth year of this. We, uh, all of the proceeds uh, from uh, the books, et cetera, any products that I have, they go to fund the Girls Allowed, A-L-O-U-D, the Girls Allowed Scholarship to empower young women uh, to pursue a post-secondary career. And uh, we have now given uh, about 17 of those uh, gifts, 500, 750 um, that will help with books, et cetera. But um, all of that comes out of uh, those generous people who have purchased. Uh, wow, that's books. wonderful. So, well, let's uh, let's put the link to that uh, okay. in the show notes, I will. And uh, how people can find out more about that, because maybe they will just want to give to that a, a, to Girls Allowed as well, because yeah. it is the gift of giving. 
it is the season of giving. And um, it's you've been such a delight. Any last words of legacy, tradition, or wisdom that you want to leave with my audience? You know, just um, really um, savor each day mm. and enjoy with your family and your your spouse and your uh, friends, and don't get too bogged down in the minor things. Uh, if, if there's any drama, I am a no, I am a no drama girl. I don't waste any time at that. And so I don't let the little things eat up, eat up or take over the positive. And, you know, when we talk about hospitality and, and so you're such a, a, a blessing to me because of all the work that you do uh, in hospitality. And I think about this quote and I pulled it aside. I had written this a couple of years ago. Hospitality is not about inviting people into our perfect homes. It's all about inviting people into our imperfect hearts. And um, we're just, that's what God wants for us. Let's be joyful. Let's be kind. Let's be loving. Uh, let's aspire to live uh, more like him. Let's have a spirit of generosity and a spirit of giving and a heart of gratitude. Mm. So beautiful. And it reminds me how I failed miserably. One Christmas, I was at the grocery store and I was impatient with a young retail clerk who was trying to help me find something. And she called me on it. She said, are you mad at me? <laughs> and I said, I am so sorry. Because yes. I was, I was frustrated and I was letting her know. And I mean, I didn't use bad language or anything, but it was my tone Yes, And I thought, thank you, Lord, for this young upstart, what, 20-year-old college student catching me on something that he already knew I was having trouble with. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And I'm glad I haven't forgotten it. So I'm and just, I'm, I'm that way. I have, the, I have a tone. Part of that is the work tone. And yeah. sometimes that goes home with me. Yeah, the work tone. So I, have, I have to remember that. Yeah. So when yeah. I say I am you know, I fall far short, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, yeah. but um, he gives us grace and he gives us mercy and he forgives us. And so yeah. he just wants us to keep on. Wonderful. Thank you, Mitzi. What a blessing. And if you would like to be entered into the giveaway, please leave a comment on Instagram, Facebook show, um, or on my blog uh, this week, and your name will be entered to get her next one. And is it called ZZ's Kitchen? It'll be too? ZZ's Kitchen. It'll be ZZ's Kitchen. And the tagline will be a little bit different. It's not fully uh, okay. fleshed out. We're okay. That's one of the last things before we go on. We've got several choices, but mm -hmm. it'll be a ZZ's Kitchen. It'll be a soft cover, about 80 pages or so. Okay. And uh, just uh, full color. And Can't wait. Beautifully We're excited. And uh, those of you who are listening, of course, um, we are recording this in October, so it will be completed by the time this is launched. So thank you so much, Mitzi. We love you. I love you too. Thank you. Bye-bye, Sue. Until next time, think about your legacy, the one God has called you to live, all for heaven's sake. I would love to speak at your next Christian Women's event. See my keynotes and retreat series, as well as the show notes from today's broadcast at welcomeheart.com. Thanks for coming. You're always welcome here.